Act Five of the Merry Wives of Windsor by William Shakespeare. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, visit LibriVox.org. Act Five, Scene One. A room in the Garter Inn. Enter Falstaff and Mistress Quickly. Prithee, no more prattling. Go, I'll hold. This is the third time. I hope good luck lies in odd numbers. Away I go. They say there is divinity in odd numbers, either in nativity, chance, or death. Away! I'll provide you a chain, and I'll do what I can to get you a pair of horns. Away, I say, time wears. Hold up your head and mince. Exit Mistress Quickly. Enter Ford. How now, Master Brook? Master Brook, the matter will be known to-night, or never. Be you in the park about midnight, at Hearn's Oak, and you shall see wonders. Went you not to her yesterday, sir, as you told me you had appointed? I went to her, Master Brook, as you see, like a poor old man. But I came from her, Master Brook, like a poor old woman. That same knave Ford, her husband, hath the finest mad devil of jealousy in him, Master Brooke, that ever governed frenzy. I will tell you, he beat me grievously, in the shape of a woman, for in the shape of man, Master Brooke, I fear not Goliath with a weaver's beam, because I know also life is a shuttle. I am in haste. Go along with me. I'll tell you all, Master Brooke. Since I plucked geese, played truant, and whipped top, I knew not what twas to be beaten till lately. Follow me. I'll tell you strange things of this knave Ford, on whom to-night I will be revenged, and I will deliver his wife into your hand. Follow. Strange things in hand, Master Brooke. Follow. Exeunt. Act Five, Scene Two. Windsor Park. Enter Page, Shallow, and Slender. Come, come, we'll couch in the castle ditch till we see the light of our fairies. Remember, son Slender, my daughter. I, forsooth, I have spoke with her, and we have a nay-word how to know one another. I come to her in white, and cry, Mum! She cries, Budget! And by that we know one another. That's good, too. But what needs either your mum or her budget? The white will decipher her well enough. It hath struck ten o'clock. The night is dark, lights and spirits will become it well. Heaven prosper our sport. No man means evil but the devil, and we shall know him by his horns. Let's away, follow me. Exeunt. Act five, scene three. A street leading to the park. Enter Mistress Page, Mistress Ford, and Dr. Chaos. Master Doctor, my daughter is in green. When you see your time, take her by the band, away with her to the deanery, and dispatch it quickly. Go before into the park. We two must go together. I know what I have to do. Adieu. Fare you well, sir. Exit Dr. Caius. My husband will not rejoice so much at the abuse of Falstaff as he will chafe at the doctor's marrying my daughter. But tis no matter. Better a little chiding than a great deal of heartbreak. Where is Nan now and her troop of fairies, and the Welsh devil Hugh? They are all couched in a pit hard by Hearn's Oak, with obscured lights which, at the very instant of Falstaff's and our meeting, they will at once display to the knight. That cannot choose but amaze him. 
If he be not amazed, he will be mocked. If he be amazed, he will every way be mocked. We'll betray him finely. Against such lewdsters in their lechery, those that betray them do no treachery. The hour draws on. To the oak! To the oak! Exeunt. Act Five, Scene Four, Windsor Park. Enter Sir Hugh Evans, disguised, with others as fairies. Trib, trib, fairies, come, and remember your parts. Be bold, I pray you. Follow me into the pit. And when I give the watchwords, do as I bid you. Come, come. Trib, trib. Exeunt. Act Five, Scene Five. Another part of the park. Enter Falstaff, disguised as Herney. The Windsor bell hath struck twelve. The minute draws on. Now the hot-blooded gods assist me. Remember, Jove, thou wast a bull for thy Europa. Love set on thy horns. Oh, powerful love, that, in some respects, makes a beast a man, in some other, a man a beast. You were also, Jupiter, a swan for the love of Leda. Oh, omnipotent love! How near the god drew to the complexion of a goose! A fault done first in the form of a beast. Oh, Jove, a beastly fault! And then another fault in the semblance of a fowl. Think on it, Jove, a foul fault. When gods have hot backs, what shall poor men do? For me, I am here a Windsor stag, and the fattest, I think, in the forest. Send me a cool rut-time, Jove, or who can blame me to piss my tallow? Who comes here? My doe? Enter Mistress Ford and Mistress Page. Sir John, art thou there, my dear, my male dear? My doe with the black scut! Let the sky rain potatoes! Let it thunder to the tune of green sleeves! Hail-kissing comfits and snow eringos. Let there come a tempest of provocation. I will shelter me here. Mistress Page is come with me, sweetheart. Divide me like a bribe buck, each a haunch. I will keep my sides to myself, my shoulders for the fellow of this walk, and my horns I bequeath your husband's. Am I a woodman? Ha! <laughs> Speak I like Hearn the hunter? Why... Now is Cupid a child of conscience. He makes restitution. As I am a true spirit, welcome! Noise within. Alas, what noise? Heaven forgive our sins. What should this be? Away! 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 They run off. I think the devil will not have me damned, lest the oil that's in me should set hell on fire. He would never else cross me thus. Enter Sir Hugh Evans, disguised as before, Pistol as Hobgoblin, Mistress Quickly, and Page, and others as fairies, with tapers. Fairies, black, grey, green, and white, you moonshine revellers in shades of night, you orphan heirs of fixed destiny, attend your office and your quality. Cry a hobgoblin, make the fairy oyers. Elves, list your names. Silence, you airy toys. Cricket, to Windsor chimneys shalt thou leap, Where fires thou find'st unraked and hearths unswept. There pinch the maids as blue as bilberry, Our radiant queen hates sluts and sluttery. They are fairies. He that speaks to them shall die. 
I'll wink and couch. No man there works must I. Lies down upon his face. Where's Bede? Go you, and where you find a maid that, ere she sleep, has thrice her prayers said, raise up the organs of her fantasy. Sleep she as sound as careless infancy. But those as sleep and think not on their sins, pinch them, arms, legs, backs, shoulders, sides, and shins. About, about, search Windsor Castle, elves within and out. Strew good luck, elves, on every sacred room, that it may stand till the perpetual doom. And state as wholesome as in state tis fit, worthy the owner and the owner it. The several chairs of order look you scour, with juice of balm and every precious flower. Each fair installment coat in several crest, with loyal blazon evermore be blessed. And nightly meadow fairies look you sing, like to the goddess compass in a ring. The expression that it bears, green let it be, more fertile fresh than all the field to see. And on Iswaki, Mali Pans write, in emerald tufts flowers, purple, blue, and white, let sapphire, pearl, and rich embroidery, buckled below fair knighthood's bending knee, fairies use flowers for their charactery. Away disperse, but till tis one o'clock, a dance of custom round about the oak of her and the hunter, let us not forget. Pray you, lock hand in hand, yourselves in order set, and twenty glow-worms shall our lanterns be, to guide our measure round about the tree. But stay, I smell a man of Middle-earth. Heavens defend me from that Welsh fairy, lest he transform me to a piece of cheese. Vile worm, thou wast o'erlooked even in thy birth. With trial-fire touch me his finger-end, If he be chaste the flame will back descend, And turn him to no pain, but if he start, It is the flesh of a corrupted heart. A trial, come. Come, will this wood take fire? They burn him with their tapers. Oh, oh, oh! Corrupt, corrupt, and tainted in desire, About him, fairies, sing a scornful rhyme, and as you trip, still pinch him to your time. Fie on sinful fantasy, fie on lust and luxury. Lust is but a bloody fire, kindled with unchaste desire, fed in heart whose flames aspire, as thoughts do blow them higher and higher. Pinch him, fairies, mutually. Pinch him for his villainy. Pinch him and burn him and turn him about, till candles and starlight and moonshine be out. During this song they pinch Falstaff. Dr. Caius comes one way, and steals away a boy in green, slender another way, and takes off a boy in white, and Fenton comes and steals away and page. A noise of hunting is heard within. All the fairies run away. Falstaff pulls off his buck's head and rises. Enter page, Ford, Mistress Page, and Mistress Ford. Nay, do not fly. I think we have watched you now. Will none but her and the hunter serve your turn? I pray you come, hold up the jest no higher. Now, good Sir John, how like you Windsor wives? See you these, husband. Do not these fair yokes become the forest better than the town? Now, sir, who's a cuckold now? Master Brooke. Falstaff's a knave, a cuckoldy knave. Here is horns, Master Brooke. And, Master Brooke, he hath enjoyed nothing of Ford's, but his buck-basket, his cudgel, and twenty pounds of money, which must be paid to Master Brooke. His horses are arrested for it, Master Brooke. 
said John, we have had ill luck. We could never meet. I will never take you for my love again. But I will always count you, my dear." I do begin to perceive that I am made an ass. I and an ox, too. Both the proofs are extant. And these are not fairies? I was three or four times in the thought they were not fairies. And yet the guiltiness of my mind, the sudden surprise of my powers, drove the grossness of the foppery into a received belief, in despite of the teeth of all rhyme and reason, that they were fairies. See now how wit may be made a jack-a-lent, when tis upon ill employment. Sir John Falstaff, serve got, and leave your desires, and fairies will not pince you. Well said, fairy Hugh. And leave your jealousies too, I pray you. I will never mistrust my wife again, till thou art able to woo her in good English. Have I laid my brain in the sun and dried it, that it wants matter to prevent so gross overreaching as this? Am I ridden with a Welsh goat, too? Shall I have a coxcomb of frieze? Tis time I were choked with a piece of toasted cheese. Seize is not good to give putter. Your belly is all putter. Cease and putter. I have lived to stand at the taunt of one that makes fritters of English. This is enough to be the decay of lust and late walking through the realm. Why, Sir John, do you think, though we would have the virtue out of our hearts by the head and shoulders, and have given ourselves without scruple to hell, that ever the devil could have made you our delight? What? A hodge pudding? A bag of flax? A puffed man? Old, cold, withered, and of intolerable entrails? And one that is as slanderous as Satan. And as poor as Job? And as wicked as his wife. And given to fornications, and to taverns and sack, and wine and metheglins, and to drinkings and swearings and starings, pribbles and prabbles. Well, I am your theme. You have the start of me. I am dejected. I am not able to answer the Welsh flannel. Ignorance itself is a plummet o'er me. Use me as you will. Mary, sir, we'll bring you to Windsor to one Master Brook that you have cozened of money, to whom you should have been a pander. Over and above that you have suffered, I think to repay that money will be a biting affliction. Yet be cheerful, knight. Thou shalt eat a posset to-night at my house, where I will desire thee to laugh at my wife that now laughs at thee. Tell her Master Slender hath married her daughter. Aside. Doctors doubt that. If Anne Page be my daughter, she is by this Dr. Caius' wife. Enter Slender. Whoa-ho, ho, ho, Father Page. Son, how now, how now, son? Have you dispatched? Dispatched? I'll make the best in Gloucestershire no want. Would I were hanged, ha, <laughs> else. Of what, son? I came yonder at Eton to marry Mistress Anne Page. And she's a great lubberly boy. If it had not been in the church, I would have swinged him, or he should have swinged me. If I did not think it had been Anne Page, would I might never stir, and tis a postmaster's boy. Upon my life, then, you took the wrong. What need you tell me that? I think so, when I took a boy for a girl. If I had been married to him, for all he was in women's apparel, I would not have had him. Why, this is your own folly. 
Did not I tell you how you would know my daughter by her garments? I went to her in white, and cried, Mum, and she cried, Budget, as Anne and I had appointed. And yet it was not Anne, but a postmaster's boy. Good George, be not angry. I knew of your purpose, turned my daughter into green, and indeed she is now with the doctor at the deanery, and there married. Enter Dr. Caius. Where's Mistress Page? By God, I am cousined. I have married un garçon, a boy, un paisan. By God, a boy. It is not an page. By God, I am cousined. Why, did you take her in green? Ay, by God, and tis a boy. By God, I'll raise all Windsor. Exit. This is strange. Who hath got the right, Anne? My heart misgives me. Here comes Master Fenton. Enter Fenton and Anne Page. How now, Master Fenton? Pardon, good father. Good my mother, pardon. Now, mistress, how chance you went not with Master Slender? Why went you not with Master Doctor Maid? You do amaze her. Hear the truth of it. You would have married her most shamefully where there was no proportion held in love. The truth is, she and I, long since contracted, are now so sure that nothing can dissolve us. The offence is holy that she hath committed, and this deceit loses the name of craft, of disobedience, or unduteous title, since therein she doth evitate and shun a thousand irreligious cursed hours, which forced marriage would have brought upon her. Stand not amazed, here is no remedy. In love the heavens themselves do guide the state. Money buys lands, and wives are sold by fate. I am glad, though you have taken a special stand to strike at me, that your arrow hath glanced. Well, what remedy? Fenton, heaven give thee joy. What cannot be eschewed must be embraced. When night-dogs run, all sorts of deer are chased. Well, I will muse no further. Master Fenton, heaven give you many, many merry days. Good husband, let us every one go home, and laugh this sport o'er by a country fire, Sir John and all. Let it be so. Sir John, to Master Brooke you shall yet hold your word, for to-night he shall lie with Mistress Ford. Exeunt. End of the Merry Wives of Windsor by William Shakespeare